You're listening to TNM Coaching Unplugged. TNM Unplugged features the diverse perspectives of a thriving global community of coaches, leaders, and experts. And it's all for you. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of TNM Unplugged uh, podcast. Today, we have a very special guest and friend. And today, we're going to talk about self-leadership in this Beyond Leadership series. So this is the space for you to elevate your heart, to elevate your minds, and to elevate your spirits to the next level of yourself, to get some inspiration, and to really learn and benefit from this uh, insightful conversation. So Bikundo Onyari, it's a coach, facilitator, teacher, mentor, has multiplicities of degrees, multiplicities of capabilities, and he is extremely passionate in his purpose of getting one million people to become a high-impact individuals to make a difference in their personal and professional life and to produce immediate and unprecedented and lasting results. He is also what we call lifepreneur, and he is empowering people and organizations to de- become the best possible versions of themselves. In his work, Bikundo uses different modalities, anything from life and business coaching to NLP to goal mapping to art of hosting. He is what we call a multipotentialist, somebody who works on so many different levels and is able to benefit people on so many different levels as well. He is also compassionate, he's life-affirming, he's insightful and encourages. And he also is assisting people into the path of self-empowerment and enabling individuals to reconnect to their innate wisdom and to achieve the life of the personal impact. And today we're going to be talking to Bikundo about self-leadership. So welcome Bikundo. I'm so happy and honored and glad to have you on this program today. Thank you, Zoran. Uh, yeah, what an introduction. I do this really well. You know, like when I introduce people <laughs> to, the, to the podcast, usually the first thing people would say like, oh my God, is this really me? You know, what an introduction. And I like doing that. You know, sometimes when you see yourself through the lens of a, a different person, then it becomes, you know, wow, you know, I, am I really doing all of this? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So let's dive, dive into this topic, you know, of self-leadership. Tell me, you know, how did you get into that, you know, space and why do you believe self-leadership? It's very important for all of us to explore. Yeah, thank you so much, Zoran. And uh, I'm really passionate about, uh, really uh, passionate about leadership. And um, my work started, I actually used to work uh, when I started, when I finished my what we call here all levels or high school, I waiting to join uh, college. I I got in, involved a lot in development work, and my work was really supporting communities uh, uh, create impact. And I used to work a lot with uh, so different kinds of people, and uh, you know I will just show them things. You know I was just young and show them things how they are done, mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't able to. I mean, uh, as I was working with them, I realized I. I mean, where am I in this all this space? Yeah, is it really my my I mean my purpose, my goal to work, uh, to work in these communities? Because yeah. I was always giving, you know, like uh, I'm I'm really a, a big giver myself because of what you mentioned, compassion. So working people, giving, and then I wait, then I realized, wait a minute, I, what about myself? Because I I got to a point where I got a burnout, 
after working like two years. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Much I really didn't know, yeah, I didn't know what was going on through, uh, through me. And actually, I remember someone said, you have a burnout. So I took a sabbatical. <laughs> and the sabbatical, that's, that's when I... Yeah, yeah. Is, you're working too hard and you have a burnout. So you took sabbatical and then what happened? Yeah, I took a sabbatical and, and that's when I, re- I started realizing leadership is not really about... Uh, I mean, of course, it's many, uh, there's, there are many definitions about leadership, about uh, inspiring people, inspiring others to take action. But hey, what about me? How am I inspiring myself? So I turned that uh, definition inward. So I started looking in, uh, within myself. And then the concept of self-leadership or leading self became very important to me. So like, how do I ground myself? How do I inspire myself? How do I, how do I harness my thinking, my feeling? my beliefs yeah, to be able to push me forward to the goals that I want to reach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wonderful. So you know, through your inspiring story, you got into the space and really looking at yourself and looking into your own self-leadership in order for you to be able to then coach, teach, and support others to tap into the self-leadership. And it's lovely that you're so authentic because most of the time when we go through our own life challenges and we begin figuring out what is really challenging us, then we begin learning about ourselves and about life and so on and so forth. So what did you learn about self-leadership, you know, in yourself? And what do you feel are the, the most important steps for people to take in order for them to start leading themselves in a better way? はい、はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。は
you can talk about its values, its mm-hmm. inspiration, its vision, and everything else. But mm-hmm. so looking at self as that institution, as that, as that organization, which right. is intangible, right. and uh, knowing yourself beyond just the name, you know, like Ambikundo and Amakocha, those, those things you mentioned, who am I really? So it starts with a question really of who am I? Yeah, what do I like? I mean, the simplest thing that we do is what do I like, you know? Uh, what do I like doing? What am I passionate about? Mm-hmm. But also going deeper into your beliefs, you know, how do my mm-hmm. beliefs uh, uh, show up in my life? Uh, why do I get angry uh, mm-hmm. when I really work from nine to five? And mm-hmm. I feel like uh, if, I, if I come across someone, I, you know, I'm really like, uh, even how I respond to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of that, trust, I mean, because of being tired, there's a way I respond. So how do I, just becoming aware about that. So mm-hmm. noticing those kind of things. And also, the other thing that really helped me was um, people telling you, you know, people tell you something. Eh? You really, mm-hmm. really are good at uh, what you do. Sometimes if you are a bit patient, <laughs> you'd be, uh, you'll be able to do what you're doing very perfectly. And a good example is my mother. You know, when I was growing up, I never wanted to be just, now I had to go back to my history yeah, growing up. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm a firstborn, so we have five siblings. And I used to help my siblings with homework, yeah? just helping with the schoolwork. And because uh, I'm, I'm a firstborn, so I have to take responsibility. Yes. And I remember my mom was observing me and she she used to tell me, if you're just patient a bit, you can be a good teacher. You're just patient with your students. <laughs> just patient. <laughs> just patient. So you're all those things. <laughs> so you're so always impatient. So when you realize that people give feedback and what you know about yourself, uh-huh. now that contributes to what is uh, called self-discovery. You create sort of a pot with all these ingredients together. What you know about yourself, what others tell you, and uh, also knowing about your beliefs and values and how they affect you. And then, yeah, and then connecting to what I would say, uh, it's a famous saying that says, if you still, if you're stuck, for instance, and you mm. still do the same, same, use the same approach and you don't get results, you need, just need to change uh, your thinking. That's so it. the same way you need to, so knowing yourself enables you to accept yourself and then be able now to build purposefully or intentionally, intentionally where, where you want to go. And what you're sharing, Bikundo, is super important because, you know, if you invest time and energy in getting to know you, and you you have highlighted so many important points here, understanding your beliefs, understanding your values, understanding what makes you passionate, understanding what makes you happy, what makes you angry, getting in relationship with your emotional intelligence as well, mastering that part of you, really spend time to get to know you and discover you beyond your, your name and beyond your title and beyond what you have been given to the, by the birth, basically. But who are you really? That's one of the entries into the self-leadership, right? Because you need to know you to be able to lead you. Otherwise, right. it, it would be absolutely impossible. So it's, it's instrumental and crucial for all of us to, to invest that time and energy. And sometimes that happens naturally. You know, sometimes... We're forced to do it because life brings us crisis or life brings us something that, wow, you know, if I don't get to know myself right now, I am in trouble, right? <laughs> and, sometimes, and sometimes people do it just because of the, the interest and the curious about it. So one of the most important things that you and I really want to land into the audience is to create space and time to get to know you, correct? Correct, yeah. And there's something else you've really, I mean, uh, uh, something you've mentioned uh, about curiosity, yeah, just because... This all starts with just being curious, you know, because um, looking and then looking at life in a, from a broader perspective. Yeah, what is there more to life? You know, 
Mm-hmm. And you see, I mean, we are shaped by many circumstances, our environment, our jobs, our mm-hmm. families, you know, uh, businesses. But now we ask, what is the bigger purpose for me? What's, so you become curious. And when yeah. you become curious, then now, that's when you delve into self-leadership. And uh, also, this is a journey. It's really, it's, it, it's a journey that is re- it's very interesting, like a roller coaster. So it has its yeah. own uh, <laughs> ups and downs, but it really, it's really rewarding. So mm-hmm. it reaches a point whereby, I mean, you can be curious uh, because of things, how they work in your life. Mm-hmm. And also, how do you shape that I mean, uh, to understand yourself? And also be patient. Uh, I mean, just be kind and gentle to yourself. Because it's like if you plant, you know if you plant a bamboo tree, you know, it takes long to grow. So it's the same as self-discovery, you know, so it's not something that you're going to have it today. So even if you take an example of by planting something which will grow in months, it's, mm-hmm. there's still that germination or there's that evolution that happens. Mm-hmm. The self-discovery is, it's not really a, a destination, but rather a journey of evolution. Yeah. You and I love sharing as well. It's a journey. Yeah, exactly. The, the patience and compassion and being able to, be gentle to yourself because it doesn't happen, you know, over the night. It's a process, right? Right. And yeah. sometimes we have this patience that your mother told you when you were coaching your <laughs> your siblings. You know, if you're patient, you're going to be a good teacher. Yeah. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes we want things instantaneously. And I think in this age of time, when we have a digitalization of everything, and we're so hooked onto social media, so we want things to go fast. So it's good reminder that you know, getting to know you gets gets takes time it's yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of energy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's interesting so then uh, something else is sort of an i've mentioned it a bit that it's also a self-acceptance yeah so once you discover yourself then uh, you have to accept yourself or who you are not really to self-sabotage or self-criticism but rather mm-hmm. looking at your own strengths mm-hmm. and abilities and uh, maximizing them you know usually we say look at your weaknesses you know it's very easy if i and actually, even for my clients, I have an easy exercise. I say, uh, I want to know what, you, um, what you're really good at. And uh, so I'm going to give you two pieces of paper. So one piece of paper, write all the things that you're not good at. Mm-hmm. And the paper will be full in very few minutes. And then, okay, find the next paper. What are, what are you really good at? Yeah. And then it takes time, you know? So, so what I mean with self-acceptance is just basically focusing on what your strengths are. Uh, so starting by your own assessment, starting by the people around you mm-hmm. and building from there. And a good, I mean, a good model that we've used for many years is the Johari's window, you know, mm-hmm. yes. it's, uh, getting to know, I mean, there are things that you know about yourself, there are things that others know about you, and there are things that you don't know, uh, others know about you, or, or, or rather, I mean, you don't know, others don't know about you. So mm-hmm. getting, once you use that kind of uh, uh, perspective, it really helps you to broaden your to uh, your space and know more things about yourself. It might not be skill-wise. It might be just knowing who you are. And uh, it's really, for me, a rewarding journey uh, to be able to get there. So once you accept, yeah, so you maximize. You, I mean, you maximize your strengths. You focus mm-hmm. on your own uh, value, what you're good at. And you start also observing how you do things. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then it's just, it's just building, like what I mentioned, an evolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so step by step like that, yeah. For me, what you're sharing right now is crucially important. So we're shifting from the space of, you know, getting to know you into your self-acceptance. And, you know, I know I've struggled with that. You know, I know when you mention you're making the list of the good things and the bad things, sometimes it's 
easier for mine to be negative and say, oh my God, I suck in all of this. I mean, they ask what you do. I think I'm good at Because, you know, we all, you know, have this negative, uh, you know, critic going inside of our mind who is a little gremlin who is saying that you can do better. But it's super refreshing when we begin focusing our energy onto what we are good at, onto our strength. And this is exactly what coaching as a discipline wants people to do, right? To get right, into right. really give the energy what you're good at instead of giving the energy what you're not good at any longer. Yeah. Precisely. And what I mentioned was just take time, you know, just take time to find that. And also, I mean, even a very good exercise that I like doing for myself for limiting beliefs, you know, when you have, uh, you notice your beliefs, you accept your beliefs, yeah? So even how you think about um, even work, you know, um, oh my goodness, I'm going to be late, yeah? So, yeah. <laughs> something as, uh, so, you know, that's a self-limiting uh, belief in your mind. And like, I just, now you have to be aware of how, how you have to listen to yourself uh, when you talk about self-leadership. and then. What really? Why am I, you know, I'm just setting up myself for failure. Yeah. What kind of, how do I shift this, you know? So, so being aware to be able to catch those self-limiting beliefs, you know, you will catch uh, stars or something, yeah, just literally speaking. And say, hey, I need to replace this with something that is more empowering to me. Because yeah. when I talk about I'm going to be late, it really disappears me. It makes me yeah. panic. It makes me get point yeah. preparation, you know, and uh, might even, if I was doing a presentation, Mm-hmm. You know, as much as it may be a good presentation, it not be come out that way. So being able to catch yourself making those kind of self-limiting uh, beliefs as an example. Yeah. Yeah. One of my teachers, you know, very early on when I was younger, 24, told me at that time, the only, you know, thing that it can limit you in life, it's the limiting belief. And I really never understood that before I started coaching. I was like, what is he meaning? You know, like he sit with this profound, you know, wise man, and he's saying the only thing can limit you is the limiting belief. And I was like, I didn't even understand what belief is. But later on, when we begin, you know, working with coaching myself, I understood exactly what you're saying, that being able to know your own limiting beliefs and your own default program, what, what do you carry inside of you from your family, from your conditioning, from your society, from self-imposed limiting beliefs right yeah yeah and then knowing how to transform this into something positive is crucial step in knowing you and transforming evolving you as you said right right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so so once you do that so that's the kind of now what i yeah just to accept yourself you know, i've known myself and then i'm accepting myself the way i am but that not not, uh, not based on myself but really on what i have even if i have a few strengths how do i now build on yeah, to be able to uh, expand my window, expand my abilities. Yeah, because we got this uh, most of the of, of even the strength that we got is through our conditioning, our through our upbringing. So it means that there's still the ability to be able to gain more strength. You know, learn new, learn a new skill, become adaptable, become agile. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I, I mean, you, uh, we can be able to expand to that kind of space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have knowing you, accepting you fully, which are two steps over the path of, of, of uh, self-leadership. What else do you think is the next step? The other aspect, yeah, the other aspect is self-management, you know. <laughs> so managing yourself. Yeah? So managing other people, yeah, very easy, yeah. Uh, because, I mean, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Just uh, supervise, manage other, I mean, manage people, resources. But what about me? So... And this comes basically from self-discipline, you know, uh, how, you, how you discipline yourself, your habits, you know, observing your habits, how they help you or how they, uh, they, they challenge you. 
So, so once you know how to sell, I mean, when you know how to manage what you have, so you have these good values, you have these uh, good uh, strengths. So, but how do I manage them? How do I become disciplined? And a good example I'll give is, uh, yeah, just uh, like time management is a, a very crucial uh, yeah. self-management skill. Yeah, how do I keep time? Yeah, and this is really like a big fight always uh, even here. So, how do we start on time, really? Because if you don't, and you'll notice if you don't start on time, you'll be, of course, you'll spend more time, um, uh, what do you will spend more time uh, to cover what you needed to cover within the, the short time that you had. So, and you find that it's a really a, a resource that is non-renewable. You cannot save it. You cannot keep it. You cannot store it. Yeah. So, but time is a very crucial resource in our, in our lives. Uh, sometimes there are people which, I mean, can I save this? Can I store this time? Can I save it to use another time? No, it's not yeah. renewable. <laughs> you yeah. have to use it at that moment. And yeah. uh, so when I show up early as a leader, even for myself, uh, it really um, it gives me confidence. And uh, yeah, I mean, I become positive and then I, I emit positive energy even to the people around me. And then, because uh, I love showing up on time, even if people don't show up on time, and they start learning, okay, why? they become curious. Why do you always, you are the, you are the first one to, to arrive. Uh, what makes that possible? <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, for, so one of the things I love is just uh, basically for me, even as as as, as a leader, as a coach, is plan, preparing and planning yourself. Yeah. So, and what, one of the simplest things I normally even do is just scheduling my time. Even if I'm going to have coffee with Zora, you know, mm-hmm. I just I need to intentionally. Uh, it's an informal coffee, so mm-hmm. I need to intentionally schedule that. Yeah, and be able to be there in advance, you know. So mm-hmm. I mean, because there might be a couple of things that uh, might happen along the way, you know. Maybe yeah. I might be got stuck in traffic, you know. Yeah. Things might happen. So just yeah. being, yeah. And then I'm, I'm, I'm arriving on time. I'm relaxed, you know. I'm not really in a panic mode. Mm-hmm. So for me, that has really helped me, like scheduling and that's simple. I mean, with your, with our phones, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a calendar. <laughs> so I usually, uh, you know, when I'm doing my own training. I ask people to open their, their calendar. Ah, up. Show me your calendar up, and it's empty. Yeah. So why yeah. is it empty? You know, why? you know what? You, that's a very good tool for you to use to be able to schedule a time. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I'm I'm a, I'm a flexible person too. You know, self management is also about uh, flexibility. But you need to, like what I mentioned, be intentional in what you want to do. Once you're intentional, you are going to get the results that you want. So you're not really like uh, flowing. I mean, you guys can flow, but I also want to be able to create because as human beings, you are creators. Yes. You go create with others, so you yeah. cannot wait for things to happen. You have to create the magic, yeah. or you have to go create with others the magic that you want. Yeah, I love that, and I love that you mentioning intention because that's an instrument of, of you know when you become intentional in managing yourself, you direct the energy, right? Yeah, so you are in, in a space of co-creation and direction instead of just you know waiting for things to have to happen to you. So intention is a really beautiful tool to to do that. You know, and I'm thinking about myself because with time management, managing myself, you know, sometimes I'm very good. You know, I'm really kind of on time, in time, every time, and sometimes not. And I was just reflecting as you were talking about, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's when I am not doing that, then I'm not intentional enough to give it attention that is requiring for me to manage me to able to show up in a way that, you know, I would love to show up, which is me being on time. So, yeah, interesting, yeah. right? Interesting. Yeah. And managing self is not that easy because, you know, for me, I come up with excuses all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not you. I mean, I, I, everyone, even myself, I find myself 
But again, like also, it can be. Remember when we spoke about self-acceptance and uh, yeah. self-limiting beliefs? It's uh, yeah. Why am I really showing up this way? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a uh, how am I going to override this excuse? Yeah, mm-hmm. because uh, it's going. It's I mean, it's really dis- like I mentioned. It's disempowering when we yeah. when we listen so much to our limiting belief. So, but rather in terms of how do I turn that around? How do I create a new habit that enables me to show up in time and in time? You know what I really want to ask you, which is a tough question now. You know, you're ready for a tough question. I can help yeah, you sure. answer this. You know, I'm not going to <laughs> let you in. And for what I've learned about myself and, and other people in coaching people, in organizations, in life, you know, as you, that when it comes to managing self, the most challenging thing is managing one's emotion. I think that, you know, managing your mind is it's easier, you know, managing your thinking processes and you know, working with the beliefs and values and so on and so forth. But when it comes to the emotions, you know, like the, the, the passion, the charge that comes inside, sometimes the anger, sometimes even the excitement, sometimes like this charge in, it is, you know, challenging, isn't it? Yeah, very, yeah. It's yeah, very, so, very because easy. I think we humans, we are emotional animals as well. We're social of course, but we have this like ah, oh, this raw emotions inside of ourselves. So, what do you? What can you say on that in your own life? In when you work with other people, and how do you support them, lead self and manage self? You know, and manage their emotions. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Indeed, it's it's a really yeah. a tough question, especially when you talk about emotions. Yeah. Um. So, so just a bit going to go back a bit. <clears throat> so. Just in uh, self-leadership is just basically yeah, you're intentionally uh, influencing how you think, how you feel, and how you act. So, so we've covered things about the mental, you know, the mind. So now you're, you're talking about uh, feelings and emotions. So how do I influence so these feelings? Mm-hmm. So that's, a, I mean, a, 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 for me, a first step, yeah? So, and like I mentioned, we have all these kind of emotions uh, in our lives. Why do we have these emotions? We should actually, we should be, uh, we should just have been, be, we should be only having good emotions, positive emotions, right? Mm. And then life will be just uh, <laughs> free flowing, yeah, if we have good em- emotions. So, what I usually do is just to be uh, to accept your uh, emotions, you know, mm. first accept how you're feeling, yeah. Mm. So, even if you, I mean, it's a positive uh, emotion or it's a negative emotion. So, and I remember one great teacher who taught, uh, who, who, who break down emotion or intelligence for me in a very simple way, mentioned, say that. I remember you just have like a good friend, a good friend. You want to meet them all the time. You know, like I want to hang out yeah. with this good friend all the time. That's a good emotion. Just want to hang on to the good emotion. You're peaceful. Yeah. You're blissful. You know, that's a good emotion. But what, what about a wise person? Yeah. You know, when you want to go and meet a wise person, you don't go all the time. You have to prepare yourself. What am I going to ask? You know? like, what am I going <laughs> to ask? What am I going to say? <laughs> what am I going to say? And uh, this wise yeah. person is going to challenge me. Yeah? yeah, yeah. So, so you don't like going to a wise person all the time. You know, so that's sort of a wise person is the angry emotion or the negative emotions. Mm-hmm. They teach us something. So being aware. So when you look at that in kind of that kind of the illustration, all these emotions are all good. But in terms of what are they? What are, what is the underlying message they are sending to us? Yeah. Mm. So what even made, what when I'm angry? What so I ask my even my country go deeper to their anger. What, just accept it and go down. What is the need? What is the need under your anger? You know, uh-huh. and yes, just needed uh, because how how my colleague communicated to me or how they responded to mm. uh, to me how how long they took to respond to my my email. Yeah, it was an urgent email. 
so you get a kind of so so that's the underlying need so it was com- it was it was a communication need in, mm-hmm. in that sense yeah so once you go down to I mean to the knees and it becomes well, there's a message always and it doesn't mean that we'll be all the skills because we're working with different social beings and emotional beings and then mm-hmm. they have their own kind of uh, I mean the environment is affecting them in a different way mm-hmm. some is uh, similar to us but we just need to sort of co-create and coexist together. So I need to ask, yeah, I mean, so I have to ask what's going on. Yeah, what's, what's your need right now? Mm-hmm. Tell me how you're feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What really, really do you need right now? And then, you know, wow, okay. It just yeah. creates a shift. And for me, that has really helped me uh, personally when I, when I accept my, my negative emotions and positive mm-hmm. emotions and then go to the need itself, yeah? And spend some what time so I can just spend what out. Really yes. driving? Yeah, exactly. What is underneath? What is really driving that reaction? What, what's happening there and then we, when you yes. find that need you know that is asking for attention right then you address it and you embrace it and yeah. you fulfill it yeah yeah and it can be a very simple thing so sometimes you know we don't have all the time like even if i'm working in a very very agile organization yeah so mm-hmm. i don't have a it's really i mean i'm I, even stepping out uh, for a while might seem to be a bit uh i don't have time to step out but sometimes mm-hmm. you can step out you can just stroll to I mean, you can go to the washroom, you can just wash your face or just uh, grab some coffee. That, that step only can help you uh, think through about uh, what is your underlying need yeah? and be able to accept what is this really teaching me. So you don't need like, I don't, you don't need a retreat rather than, I mean, you can't have a retreat all the time. <laughs> yeah. having a, In your life. Like emotion, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you can just walk. I mean, you can take a walk, you know, yeah. uh, just take a walk. Uh, you can just, I mean, you can just meditate in fire. In, in, Two yeah, walking meditation. I love this question. This is one of yeah. my favorite questions that you mentioned while you were sharing is what is this teaching me? What is this for? What am I learning as a result of all of this? And that reflective question can really prompt you to discover this underneath underlying emotion very, very quickly and then alchemize it and transform it and to be yourself once again, right? Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a sort of like, um, what, what do you call, I mean, there's a, it's sort of, a, you know, like, what else, something uh, like uh, circular. So you mm-hmm. go through these emotions and they have to go around. Yeah, but mm-hmm. just observing. So when you talk about self-leadership, it's observing what's mm-hmm. going through you and how that is influencing you at that moment. Mm-hmm. So, and once I'm aware, how do I influence this feeling? That mm-hmm. creates, yeah, how then uh, when I influence the feeling, what kind of action can I take? Yeah, maybe just need to tell Zoran. Uh, actually, um, you just need to. I mean, you uh, just send me that uh, email next time on time. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah, exactly. You act on it. You're not only processing yeah. it and thinking about it or feeling it. I think that important piece that you're bringing here is that then you follow through with the action and then you kind of move the energy into the next level of expression. Wow. Precisely, so that mm-hmm. you're not an escapist. Yeah, and like I said, we don't have time to. We don't have all the time. So mm-hmm. and if you're working in a busy environment, you don't have time, a, lot, a lot of time to process. So you have to do things on the, on the go. So, but also you're allowed, as much as a busy environment, just can I step out from this uh, for a minute, you know? And you can step out by just strolling for a minute mm-hmm. or just taking a cup of uh, coffee or just water, you know? And then yeah. that helps you yeah. to come back. Then what action am I going to take? Right now. So that break, that breath, it's very important. Like, oh, you know, like having that mini break with you when you said taking coffee taking you know water walking around to calm down and to kind of respond versus react wonderful so we kind of uncovered a lot of things when it comes to the self-leadership we talked about self-acceptance knowing yourself managing your emotions as well we have a few more minutes going on so anything else that you would like to add into empowering people to the journey of self-leadership 
Yeah, the last one actually. So I have is a uh, uh, self growth. Uh, mm. So uh, what, what Steve Covey called the rejuvenation as the last. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I, I remember his seven step, uh, seven habits. And yes. I, lo- I love the seven habits: uh, self growth or rejuvenation. So how do you sharpen the soul? How do you continuously improve yourself? Mm-hmm. What opportunities exist to improve yourself? You know, you might be in uh, at a place in your in your life, you know, where things are going doing so well, but mm-hmm. that still calls for uh, new learning, new mm-hmm. uh, new, uh, new new places to conquer. You know, uh, about yourself. So how do you, how do I rejuvenate myself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like even personal, what I do, I love doing a couple of things. So one like uh, I do one course per year. You know, it doesn't need even to be accredited or you know that kind of thing. Just one course it can be an online course, it can be a physical course if it's possible now with COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so finding things that really sharpen uh, you uh, can be reading a nice book that you had and, and not necessarily in your field. Yeah. Like for me. So if I'm in the coach, yeah. you don't necessarily need to read a book about a coach. You can read something very different. I was actually reading something about evolution of mankind, you know, nice. <laughs> around uh, things about trade business, you know, something totally different. Then that really expands your horizon. So you are continuously sharpening yourself. Uh, you can do, I mean, different things, you know, like exercise, go to new, visit new places, which are very low cost. You don't need to, uh, because the excuse can be, uh, I mean, it's about budget, you don't have that kind of budget. It can be very simple thing that you, nature, you know, you, you've mm-hmm. been working a whole week uh, or a whole month mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. go to uh, any place that is near you, which has good nature and mm-hmm. sit there and relax. So these kind of things, they rejuvenate yourself. So continuously, this is something. So not only uh, doing a course, but other things, you know, like meeting new people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, building new relationships. You know, coming up with new products, ideas, innovation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how we rejuvenate yourself. So, and you're able to know up to what, I mean, you're able to stretch your mind to what mm-hmm. it already knows to new things, new heights. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that reminder of rejuvenation and giving you the new energy to evolve and to continuously grow because that is an instrumental part of, of you know, self leadership as well, not to forget get out of your habits. And I also love what you said about doing something which is completely outside of your, you know, area of interest. Like if you are coaching, reading the book about art, reading the book about evolution, something that really stimulates your mind and spending time with nature is super important. You know, that self-rejuvenation to give yourself, to nourish yourself and to grow yourself, right? Consistently. Precisely, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then this all, I mean, so just tying this all together, uh, how would I say is there's a statement I love using all the time. It's Mm -hmm. a, so once we do things, even as as leaders, once we do things the way they are supposed to be, they're sort of in survival mode, yeah. So Mm -hmm. when we go deeper into self-leadership, then we actually are moving from survival to significance. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, not uh, so not merely survive, but how do I create a significance to myself, to other? And now, now you can move to others. How do I, how do I build that impact on other people? How mm-hmm. do I help uh, create, uh, you know, yeah, that significance sort of achieving it for yourself and other people around you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not merely surviving, you know, like surviving can be sort of you're already caught up uh, all the time if you're not uh, in the rat race. Mm-hmm. This is a survival mode, but what do I need to do to build mm-hmm. a life of significance? And for exactly. me, that sums up very well for myself. Yeah, aspect of absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and especially nowadays, you know, through all this COVID uh, craziness and madness that we're facing right now, how can we move ourselves from that space of survival to significant and keep that being there as much as we can? Wonderful, right. wonderful, yeah. wonderful. 
Okay, so we have a few more minutes left. So where would you love to leave our audience with? Would you love to give any kind of recommendation, practice, uh, exercise, or pearl of wisdom? How would you love to kind of wrap it up for the listeners from your end? Yeah, all right. Uh, so sort of a, um, there's something I like uh, using a uh, practice. It's called, uh, I mean, uh, hosting yourself. How do, you, how do I host myself? Or mm-hmm. some other people would say, how do I ground myself? Yeah, so around this, so and we mentioned some of the, of the, the tips in the I mean previously. So we talked about also med- meditation. You you just need to uh, you just take a, a bit of time and be able to just uh, close your eyes for a few minutes and uh, just be present. Be present. Uh, observe how you're feeling. Yeah, it doesn't need to be like uh, you need to do a longer, just a, a small practice every day uh, of uh, meditation. And there are very many resources online that if you if, if anyone wants to be able to access that. And the other thing is, uh, yeah, preparation, <laughs> just of planning. Yeah, yeah for uh, even if you're going to meet a, even for yourself, you know, even if you're going to when you're going to meet other people, you need to be ready. Am I ready to meet? Uh, so not just showing up, but also being ready. So when I say ready, means that you are ready emotionally, physically. Mm-hmm. Your feet, not only uh, nicely dressed, yeah, <laughs> but also yeah, just yeah. mentally, I'm ready yeah. uh, to yeah. give and receive uh, from other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the other thing um, is, uh, yeah, catch your. I mean, have to, uh, make it a habit to uh, to catch a breath. You know, a deep breath in between your work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, to observe your breathing because we sometimes take um, for granted our uh, the power that we have of breath. You know, of just breathing. You know, just. Uh, be observant, you know, uh, of your breath. Take a moment if you need uh, to take a deep breath and you know, rejuvenate yourself, rejuvenate mm-hmm. your organs. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing would be, of course, yeah, set a goal, yeah, and, or an intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even for a simple thing, you know, like I say, this is intention, I, I'll be there on time. Or I'm, I'm going to have a very good, resourceful uh, meeting with my, with my team, you know. So have this intention because then it drives the energy. So, yeah, uh, I mean, sometimes it also silence, you know, mm-hmm. to take a moment of silence. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just uh, be you. Because also we are in a very busy world. Even mm-hmm. to take a moment of silence for yourself or even spend time for your, uh, with yourself. Yeah, it seems sometimes it's like I'm taking away from other people. But for yourself, it is really a powerful practice that can be able to help you mm-hmm. rejuvenate and, uh, yeah. Connect with yourself more deeply. Mm. Bikunda, thank you so much for this wonderful sharing uh, on the path of the self uh, mastery, self leadership. Uh, we covered a lot of beautiful grounds. So I, I know that I've learned a lot in our dialogue and conversation, shared a lot as well. And I know that our audience is going to be very happy and very grateful while listening to this wonderful podcast that will inspire them, empower them to be as you said, the best possible versions of themselves. So thank you so much for being here with us today. And I hope you're going to record more in the future. And for the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this podcast and to this channel. We hope this was beneficial and inspiring for you. And until next time, lots of love to everybody. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.